Welcome to The Natural Underground, the radio show and podcast dedicated to the natural food industry. I'm your host, Al Springer. This program is brought to you by New Brand University, the educational arm of the Touch Agency. Joining me in the studio today, an expert team of brand builders, wizards, really. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have Jessalyn, our hypnotist of all things marketing. <laughs> and uh, just like the show, if you listen long enough, you might get very sleepy. Very <laughs> sleepy. We also, we also have Ryan, the Kim Kardashian of emerging brands. Yeah. Like, like Kim, he has become famous, but we have no idea why. We don't know why. Yeah. We have Boom. similar body types, her and I. Which is disturbing. You walk in and we immediately think, whoa, Kim Kardashian's go, oh, in the studio. Oh, yeah. Yes. Kim's here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so excited about today's show. We have a great guest coming up in a few minutes. And if you've uh, ever gone to the store and you want to pick up a juice or if you're interested in juicing, I'm sure you've seen this brand. This is a big brand. Daily Greens. We have Shauna Martin coming in, who's the founder of Daily Greens Cold Pressed Juices. They um, not only have their original, it's like a 16-ounce pure just greens uh, juiced in a bottle, but they also have an, a new variety. It's 12 ounces of sweet green blends, Ooh, and they also have... Good. It is. They have a probiotic half pint juice as well now. All of their stuff tastes so good, so satisfying. Too. Really People different. Like They have hints of ginger. There's jalapeno in one, so they're really different flavors, too. They use a high-pressure processing, or HPP, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big deal in terms of inhibiting bacteria growth. Yeah, they don't it have to is. add anything extends in there. It shelf life in kind of a mm-hmm. natural, friendly way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they also donate to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, and we'll talk to Shauna m- about her past and kind of delve into why they do that. Yeah. yeah. They got a lot a lot of heart. You feel and good about buying from Yeah, you company. absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is exciting. You know why it's exciting? Why? Because I'm home. I was on a road a lot. <laughs> we loved it. <laughs> I know. That's so, so nice. awful. You guys are mean. You're I just, just mean. I felt comfortable in my own environment, Okay. Finally. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'll leave right now. Thank you. You guys are jerks. <laughs> uh, I've been heavy on the road the last couple of weeks. Um, and I was in Chicago and then New York, and I used one of those sort of online come stay at my apartment services mm-hmm. and hope I'm not creepy. You know that deal? Yeah. yeah. I won't say names because we don't want to get in trouble. But um, I was lucky in that both places I stayed, both cities were great. The locations were great. The apartments were great. But one of the apartments was not like the other. Okay. <laughs> uh, what made it interesting, and I think I got there at this one in uh, at like a day after the guy had sort of decided to rent his apartment Uh because there were huge stacks of underwear around in various places around the apartment. Not just in the bedroom? No. Well, no. No, everywhere. Like there was a hallway side table, big stack of underwear. So it wasn't like a a weird amount, but it was, let's call it an unusual amount, right? So Hmm. I was convinced, and here's why I think I have an allergy. I couldn't sleep. I stayed awake most of the night because I was convinced the owners of those draws, and I like to call them draws. Draws. Was, as a, I think they were going to come back. I think they had a plan. And and that's the weird thing about staying in those kinds <laughs> of places is somebody else has the key too, right? One for every person that <laughs> One for every stayed. victim yeah. over the next year. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to be in a proper defensive position. And I don't know what that means. Footwork, what, yeah, what something. Is <laughs> I don't know, but I was ready if that guy came in the door. But I just don't think you leave that many underwear out there without pl- without having some plans. And I didn't want to be a part of the plan. We, yeah, we didn't want you to be there. We wanted you to come back, but... Longer, maybe. Ma- yeah. Yeah, maybe a few just weeks a, longer. A little bit okay. longer of our summer vacation of comfort and right. positive vibes. Whatever. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> well, we're 
Anyway, we're so excited to talk to Shauna today and oh, talk about her, her juices and her entrepreneurial story. But before that, we have to get to our What Are You Eating This Week segment. This is our salute to our latest food and beverage healthier addictions. Time's wasting, don't you know? Put something tasty in my old pie. I'm going old school today, like classic natural product. <laughs> Petticoats. This is not for your pie <laughs> hole, which is what we usually profile, right? Food. Mm-hmm. Unless you like eating shampoo, that may be up to you. And Sometimes then that's you get a whole hungry in the shower. Issue. Right. I bet that same person's stacking up a lot of underwear if they're eating shampoo. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> My product is Nature's Gate Shampoo and Conditioner. Man, I say old school because this stuff's been around since 1972. It's one of the original pioneers of natural this morning, my shower, uh, before underwear, was rocking ginger and holy basil. Can we not talk about your day before underwear ever yeah, again on this radio show? I guess that's probably true. <laughs> Even though it's natural, what I love about the stuff, it still lathers up. It performs. Yeah. It You get your hair clean. It smells great. They have tons of different formulas. I have I, the pomegranate. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody uses that. You're just bragging. Just bragging at this point, throwing out names. I'm just, you asked, and I'm telling. That's right. Best of all, though, I mean, check out this. All natural, check. Mm-hmm. Vegan, non-GMO, soy-free, dairy-free, cruelty-free, and SLS-free. So, awesome product. I think you got to feel good about it. For more information, you want to visit this old classic, classic brand, naturesgate.com. Ryan, I'm channeling you this week. What does that mean? What do you think it means? What kind of product would I have if I was going to be like you? Alcohol. That's right. Yes. (laughs) We're all so proud. We're... (laughs) I don't think either of us would classify it as an addiction, just an indulgence. But I wanted to talk about Deep Eddie. He drank for breakfast, though. What would you call that? <laughs> just Ryan in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Just waking That's up. That's a show. Ryan in the morning with alcohol. Right. <laughs> wow. I don't even want to know the topics. But <laughs> I can't believe it's taken me this long to talk about Deep Eddie. They're oh. local. I love yeah. them. And to say that they're a flavored vodka isn't really true. It's more of an infused vodka. because It's just so different than anything you've ever had. Um, they use... High quality ingredients, premium juices, essential oils, natural sweeteners, and they even use organic local honey. I'm and they, getting hungry and thirsty. <laughs> hungry and thirsty, please. They have great flavors. They have like original vodka, and then they also have cranberry, lemon, peach, and then my two favorites, ruby red, and they also have sweet tea. And the ruby red vodka is made from the highest quality ruby red grapefruits from right here in america and the sweet tea is an indonesian whole leaf black tea and then it's sweetened with that local organic honey like i talked about if you want to try it you can go out to drippin drippin springs Springs. that's where their distillery is or you could also go to any bar in town and try them out there you know what's so good about that stuff and i guess all the sweet vodkas are like Mm -hmm. that is that we're flavored vodkas you just don't really know I mean, you can drink a lot of that before you really know because it tastes so good. I feel like because um, they're so good, like the the ruby red one, I can just drink it with water. It doesn't need like soda or anything because it's so good on its own. So you don't maybe have to... Get Why bother with those hangover. other things? Just drink straight I drink vodka. it out of the bottle. Yeah, right out of the bottle. She, <laughs> and she's doing it now, which is amazing. <laughs> My product of the week is actually a service. I've been bragging to both you guys about it. I've been using Blue Apron. You got me on yep. it. Really? Oh, yeah. Now you you're did. using it. It's incredible. It is. It's wonderful. It's a lot of work. You're really making something from scratch, but it's a mm-hmm. home kind of delivery method for restaurant quality, high-end, sophisticated meals. But yeah. they show you also how to cook. Oh, of course they yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, in a really... Really easy, kind of intuitive way. Uh, yeah. the, the meal's really nutritionally balanced. I love mm-hmm. it. 
I feel sophisticated in terms of,、uh, I feel like Eddie Izzard. Well, I'll have the penne a la Arabiat. <laughs> But,、uh, Is that one of the choices? <laughs>、uh, who knows?、Uh, I've been using like gochujang sauce. I mean, just stuff I had no、wow. idea about beforehand. He's trying to impress the ladies. We yeah, know, you know this whole thing、yeah. is an opportunity. As you said, comes as a meal for two. But yeah. yeah. Well, the math works out to about 10 bucks a meal. The math works out that there's one other person he's got to get the meal. <laughs> yeah. and, and then he goes, You、ladies. owe me $10. There's、right. vegan, non dairy options. Uh-huh. And uh, you can uh, learn more by visiting www.blueapron.com.、Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very good. Hey, it's time for a break. But when we come back, we promised you we're going to have a great interview with the founder of Daily Greens. We're so excited. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Natural Underground. Welcome back to the Natural Underground. Our guest today is amazing and inspiring.、Mm-hmm. We're joined in the studio today by Shauna Martin from Daily Greens Cold Pressed Juice. At the young age of 33, and I believe as a young mother, Shauna was diagnosed with breast cancer. I mean, it seems incredibly young, young、yeah. for that to happen.、Mm-hmm. While struggling with the effects of multiple surgeries and the side effects of chemotherapy, she began looking for a whole body approach to healing, kind of post chemo, and hopefully to pre- at least help in preventing her cancer from coming back.、Right. Shauna started juicing in her own kitchen and was so impressed with the flavor and the quality of her juices and honestly the way they made her feel, she decided to make it a business.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Shauna. Welcome to the Natural Underground. Thanks for having me.、Yeah. So excited to be here. Oh, we're so excited. She brought juice. She did, and that's automatically a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, we ask every guest entrepreneur the exact same two questions when we start Where did you grow up? And what did you want to be? I'm guessing that expert juicer and maybe cancer survivor were not on the original kids' radar. You're right. I was actually born in LA. Oh. And、um, my Barbie doll, her name was Cheryl, and she was a lawyer. Okay. So I think from an early age, I thought I was going to be a lawyer, which, I, which I did grow up to be. Did she、awesome. represent other dolls in tiny cases? <laughs> yes, did she did. Yes, there was always like a class action suit or something. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, against Ken, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you Ken. can't trust Ken. So did you want to be a lawyer when you were a kid then? I guess so. I did. Yeah, I always planned to go、oh, to law school. That's awesome. From an early age, which I eventually did. And、yeah. I practiced law for 18 years before I started making green juice. So you did.、Wow. You, you You ended up attending law school, becoming a corporate lawyer. What was that experience like? I know you can't probably describe it in a couple sentences, but what was it like being a lawyer? I love being a lawyer.、Yeah. I, I still consider myself to be a lawyer,、yes. even though I'm not actively practicing, but I'm still a partner in, in a law firm.、Um, I love being a lawyer. I think it's great helping people advise them on their businesses. I definitely was always a business lawyer. I usually was in house with big corporations. Okay.、Um, so that's my favorite thing to do is help companies build from the ground up. Right.、Um, I love the enthusiasm and bu- the, the idea and the process of building something.、Uh, since you're a lawyer, can I sue Jess Lynn? <laughs> I just, maybe we can for, talk about that for, later. Oh, <laughs> what? Every number of things. During the course of it, I'll come up、I've、with something. I've kept it all in writing. I'm in the clear.、Oh, okay. I'm good. All、right. It's all in writing. Now, do you think that law school training kind of gave you a leg up then and starting a business gave you a little sense of what had to happen just to get one going? 
Definitely, I think. Well, I think it's twofold answer. I think being a lawyer is super helpful in uh, running your own business. I mean, you kind of can early on eliminate all the legal fees, which is nice. Just do it yourself. Um, <laughs> I guess that's but, true. But I think the other piece that really helped me was I was always an executive in a business. Right. Um, I was the general counsel for a variety of different businesses, from startups to big. The last one was like a billion dollar telecom company. And so that was really helpful experience, um, you know, kind of basically growing up and receiving the same kind of executive training um, that, you know, an MBA or other business person would receive. And that most entrepreneurs aren't going to have. So you kind of have that edge, which was which yeah. is great. So you're bumping along, you're conquering the world, right? And then boom, at the age of 33, you receive the diagnosis of breast cancer. Uh, I guess there's no easy way to ask this, but A, how tough was that and how did you kind of attack that process? What was next? I mean, it's pretty, um, you know, I mean, it's it's a pretty crazy process. I mean, kind of your life really does flash before your right. eyes when a doctor tells you, you know, you have breast cancer. It's the yeah. last thing you're expecting. Did you when just you're, go numb kind of for a while? or Yeah, you well, for a little bit, you know. But I, I, my son was one at the time, and so you don't you don't have a lot of time to sort of like you know feel sorry for <laughs> That's yourself. Right, right. You really have to go into action mode and fight mode. Basically, is what you go into, and I'm going to beat this, and I'm going to survive this, and I have a one year old that I need to see grow up. You know. That's where that lawyer toughness comes out. Right? Yeah. So um, I think what made my situation doubly um, more interesting, but in a difficult and good and all all at the same time was my sister was also diagnosed at oh, the same time amazing. like two i said i called her and i said you know my doctor say you should go get sh- checked out she went oh and got gosh. checked out and she was diagnosed three weeks later with breast cancer yeah. was it in the family wow. thing no interestingly enough we have no family history and we do not have the genetic defect oh wow that's crazy wow. yeah so mm. we we both went through two years of of intensive treatment chemotherapy multiple surgeries you know double mastectomies reconstruction together but i guess you had that the support of each other now you, in other words somebody you deeply cared about and loved was also going through it so you could kind of support each other yeah it was devastating that we were both going through no, it. Our, sure our, our mom just, our mom was freaking out but oh your poor oh, parents. i can't even imagine but but we had each other and and it, it's definitely made us much closer you know long Term as There's a book in the making there too. So, yeah, we'll talk so, about that in a yeah. minute. So you're recovering post chemo and surgery, and you're looking for some way to improve your health. How did you? Were you already juicing? How did you hear about juicing? How did that happen? I mean, my sister and I just were not at high risk at all. Like we both super healthy. Grew up vegetarian. Um, ate very limited amount of meat, um, and so you know, we had to examine everything, you know, right. if it wasn't genetic and there was no family history, what was it? Right. And so it just set me on this whole path to really examine the food that we put in our body. Yeah. And I, I really started diving deep and really researching the connection between food and disease. And there's absolutely a connection between food and disease. I think it's a twofold connection. One, it's the, it's the pesticides <laughs> that yeah. are on everything. And, right. and I definitely sort of, I think that was probably a direct attributor to my sister and I's cancer was, you know, having grown up in a more agricultural community, they're now seeing big trends between that and various kinds of cancers. And then, um, and then just the overconsumption of animal proteins, including milk and dairy and cheese and everything seems to also be a big contributing factor. So it, I was convinced enough that I should really take my whole diet plant-based, which I did. And, um, what really helped me the most, I think, in, in moving to a plant-based diet and continuing plant-based diet was making myself a green juice every day. In that green juice, I would get you know the iron, calcium, and protein that I really needed for a very healthy diet. 
And by the way, it was so cleansing and detoxifying that I could feel myself coming out of the chemotherapy toxicity really quickly. Oh, that's so interesting. Much more quickly than my peers. And yeah. after a while, my energy was higher and my hair was brighter. My skin was glowing. You know, my eyes were bright. Well, I mean, it's kind of nutrient dense. It's loading up all yeah, the things you need instead of just sort of being a victim, you're taking a proactive approach to your body. Right. And I mean, think about it. This was 10 years ago. Yeah, nobody was, was, who was doing this? Way nobody. before green juice was popular. Yeah. I would walk around with this big 32-ounce <laughs> jug of greens, and everybody's like, wow, look at Sean and her pond water. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So you're juicing at home, maybe sharing it with some friends, right? When do you start to make that? When does the light bulb go on, that entrepreneurial light bulb that says, this might be, there's something here? You know, I was sitting at like one of my son's soccer games and I was sitting there listening to a couple of my girlfriends talk about the green juice at one of the local juice bars, which they just started to make. And right. they were like, and this is kind of, you know, soccer moms. And they're like, have you tried so-and-so's green juice? And I really love it. And it's just so yummy. And I think there's something to it. And I was like, wow, you know. People and people would start asking me about my pond water a lot, right. and yeah. I was like, "Okay, this seems." I'm to glad be- you didn't go with that name. That's a different. I like, yeah. I like Daily name. Greens better. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know pond scum. Pond water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pond water was. Yeah, no one liked that one. But that's lovingly what everybody called my yeah. green juice was pond water. Because you're walking around with a bottle of it, and yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, I got you. So I could see that there was a, a little bit of awakening going on, and that people were a little more interested in why. Why would I drink something that was green as opposed to orange juice? Right. 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 And so I could talk to people, and they weren't all weird about it. And so, you know, wheels started churning. I ended up leaving my big corporate job, which was in Dallas. I could be home with my family in Austin. And I thought, you know, this is probably, if I'm going to do something, you know, this This is is probably the chance to do it. And if, you know, I just did some soul searching. I said, what am I most passionate about in the world? And for me, it's getting a green juice in the hands of everybody every day. Because I really believe if everybody drank one of these every day, we wouldn't be in the health crisis that we are now. I love it. It changes everything about the way you eat all day long because you've gotten like four and a half to six pounds of produce pushed and in, pressed into a bottle and then those nutrients into your body in a very bioavailable way because yeah. it's liquid form, right? So it yep. immediately assimilates into the bloodstream, into your cells, and then it changes the way you eat the rest of the day. You don't feel like you need the junk. It actually changes your, um, your palate so you don't crave sugars anymore. So it's amazing. Yeah. That's so great. purity was your original flavor, I think I saw. Purity mm-hmm. is the flavor that I used to make in my kitchen. And so that was the original formulation. How did you come up with I also saw that you were inspired to make the vitality blend while you were at a barbecue? I read that or I heard that in a video. How did that happen? Well, I was a little scared to launch with purity. Purity is definitely the flavor I made in my kitchen all those years. You know, I, my is son. Because it, it just didn't have, there wasn't, it was just the, kind of the, the true ingredients and there was not even any flavor to it. There's or? no fruit in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you go, so it was very green. There's no, no sweet, fruit in yeah. it. Purity has no fruit. It's the lowest calorie, the most you know, nutrient dense of them all. You know, and the ingredients sort of happen over time. Like my son would eat the tops of the broccoli, but he wouldn't re- eat the broccoli stock. So I just throw it in the juicer uh-huh. and so like that recipe just developed very organically vitality is what i wanted to lead with um mm-hmm. when we first launched um and I, I basically sat around at a barbecue one afternoon i was like okay how am i gonna how am i gonna get people to drink green juice that normally like are used to barbecue yeah and so i thought okay if i can make my green juice a little salty a little sweet a little savory uh-huh. then i think i've 
got them, right? That's like what their barbecue tastes like. Right. So, you know, the jalapeno, you know, is Mm -hmm. the hot, the heat. We got a little pink Himalaya salt and then pineapples, the little sweetness. I'm so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. And so you you start, are you making then for the first product that you develop, were you making it in your kitchen or did you, how quickly did you get to somewhere where you can make it for larger quantities? Well, uh, we started at the farmer's market okay. um, here in Austin, Texas. And you do have to use a commercial kitchen. You can't just make something yeah. in your kitchen and take it to the farmer's market. They frown upon that. They frown upon that, yeah. <laughs> so we we leased like time, space in like a local uh, kitchen down on Stastny. Um, here in Austin, Texas, and um, bought we bought like just tabletop juicers. Literally, there's these um, you know just very basic yeah. tabletop juicers. Uh-huh. It's very super labor intensive, and we made sixty bottles, and we took it to the farmers market, like hand roll. Like my son helped hand roll the labels on um, child labor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we should talk to a lawyer. I, I know. <laughs> and we took it to the farmers market, and like it sold out like in an hour. It was right. just wow. this intense hit, like immediately. So we're like, well, there's another farmers market tomorrow. Let's do that one, too. (laughs) This is so good. We want to hear more, but we have to take a break. Can you stay for another segment? Absolutely. All right. I like it. Uh, We have to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to dig more into the world of entrepreneurship with our guest, Shauna Martin, CEO and founder of Daily Greens Cold Pressed Juices. You're listening to The Natural Underground. Welcome back to The Natural Underground. We have the great pleasure of continuing with our guest, Shauna Martin, CEO and founder of Daily Greens. Look, if you want to know more about this amazing product, let's visit their website. Let's, let's do it together. Let's all <laughs> visit it together at drinkdailygreens.com. Trust me, the flavors will blow you away and you'll feel very good about what you're enjoying, right? It's kind of the opposite of a guilty pleasure. This is a good pleasure. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shauna, you told us about your cancer battle and then how you started juicing. So let's get a little more entrepreneurial now and talk about uh, how you set up the brand, uh, the business. So you've got this great product you decide to take to market. Why cold-pressed juicing? What is that all about? Well, you want a cold press um, because... It, it retains the most nutrients. So um, traditional juicers, and they're coming out with better and better slow juicers, you know, that you can use in your kitchen. But traditional juicers kind of spin everything out, and you lose a lot of nutrients that way. It kind of heats it up, and it's just not the best way to do it. So the better way to juice is this big accordion-like press that just presses the juice very naturally in a cold environment. Our entire juice facility is like 35 degrees. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Wow. That sounds good right about now. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. why high pressure processing what does that do so that is an alternate to pasteurization okay. so before you can sell into a grocery store you need to prove that you have killed any potential harmful bacteria like e coli salmonella there'd be, in the veggies. there'd be in any veggies that yeah. might show up in yep. veggies etc yep. um and so um traditionally the way juice has been made is to heat it up um and that would kill those those bad bacteria it also kills the really good nutrients that you want okay and so we actually have a high pressure machine which is like a hyperbaric chamber for food right and the it's actually after the juice is bottled um the whole bottle it's an external process goes into a hyperbaric chamber fills with cold water puts eighty thousand psi pressure on the bottles for a couple minutes and that actually disrupts the coli salmonella listeria also disrupts the mold and bacteria from growing okay and gives it a shelf off of like 70 days or so wow so it kind of extends that keeps it clean but stays natural and correct perfect. and the best thing is we've tested it and it 
it has the same nutrient and enzyme profile as if it was fresh juice. Awesome. Wow. Wow. Yeah, That's great. Which is amazing. What was the first store you ever got into? So our very first retail outlet was Wheatsville Co-op oh, right. yeah. here in Austin, Texas. And right. then um, we very pretty quickly got into Whole Foods um, in our local region and then went national um, with Whole Foods over the course of about the first year in business. So you, you, you already had the farmer's market experience, but what was it like, even with all your success, law, all those things, seeing your product on the shelf for the first time in a store that you might actually shop at? Was that just wild? It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool, especially when they do a display, a big display. Yeah. And then you can walk up and go, there's my juice. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so me. Good. I just stand there and say, this is mine. Exactly. <laughs> you should get this. It's mine. <laughs> so uh, what unique challenges do you face? So you're bottling this this freshly pressed juice. You mentioned that you have a facility that has to stay cold. Do you? Have, you I assume then you have to ship it cold. You have all those logistical challenges. That's a pretty tough one, right, From a, for your first brand. Yeah, I mean, the very first piece of equipment we bought was a $100,000 refrigerated truck. Because, I mean, literally, we had to keep the juice cold. And um, we didn't originally own our own HPP machine. We had to take it um, to another city to get that done. Um, But we did that from the very first, you know, first day, even at the farmer's market. We would HPP the juice um, before we take it to the Mm. farmer's market. Because safety is a concern. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We never, ever have done raw juice. Yep. Um, And so... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, that's my first piece of major equipment. I sign a lease for, like, a giant refrigerated truck. (laughs) Oh, and, you know, you think about people start energy bars and usually have someone else make them, or you kind of wade right into the complex world of of producing all this stuff. So, wow, more power power to you. Well, I know that you have kind of, like, it seems like almost a cult following for your juice. Um, (laughs) When I was looking at you guys online. In a good way. They haven't killed anybody. No, No, not yet. No, just a lot of people (laughs) seem to really love it. It's kind of a lifestyle. Do you feel that way, that people give you feedback that's sort of become, like, a lifestyle for them? Yeah, I mean, and I think it cuts across all, like, uh, demographics age-wise, too. I mean, it Mm -hmm. just, the juice makes you feel good. And that's the feedback we get, is that when they drink our juices over any competitors, they just feel the best. And Mm -hmm. it it really has to do with the amount of nutrients as well as electrolytes. The juices are incredibly high in electrolytes because mm -hmm. of the greens that we use, the celeries, the cucumbers, the romaine, spinach, kale, all really high in electrolytes. And so you feel like your best, best version of yourself. Right. Um, and I think that's why people like Daily Greens. Are people yeah. buying uh, Daily Greens as a cleanse program or just straight up as a beverage or both? I think both. I think mostly it's consumed, you know, on an individual basis. That's as, what we do. Yeah, yeah, as like a snack or like as your breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite ways. I basically drink one of these for breakfast every morning. There is a cleanse um, that you can do. There's a Daily Greens cleanse. All the details are on the website. Um, I developed the cleanse um, basically following chemotherapy and just sort of happened naturally. I needed something more than just drinking a juice every day. I needed an intensive cleanse to detox from all the chemotherapy. And so, but I I did not do well just drinking juice. And so over time, I developed a system of drinking juice during the day and then eating like a big raw vegan dinner for for the evening. That was your combo? That was my combo. And so um, when we launched Daily Greens, there were so many requests for cleansing. I put it up the website. It became a cult following thing too. And finally, a publisher insisted on doing a book. And uh, now you can buy the Daily Greens four day. Yeah, cleanse. tell us about this. So we have this beautiful book. I it mean, really gorgeous, gorgeous Very hardback green, book. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, awesome. How, how did that come about? And what is your what what message do you want to get across to the reader? Well, the book is great. It tells my backstory and how I got here. Um, and then again, it is this cleanse that just developed very organically. 
um, for me going to the farmer's market and literally buying two bags full of produce, taking them home, juicing half for about four or five days, and then taking the other half and coming up with raw vegan recipes. Um, Because you really, you know, I don't know how much you know about cleansing, but really cleansing is about fasting. Right. So you want to have a fasting routine that you do for a period during the day. Um, But then, and so while your intestines are not working, they're actually doing their alternate job of pulling toxins out of the cells. Okay. um, Which is important. That's the detox effect. And then you want to actually push them, you know, kind of out of your body by making sure your bowels move. And so you do that with a raw, big raw salad at night or something like that. And so it's a really, there's a lot lot of philosophy. It's kind of a process to it. Yeah, it's a little bit of a process. Yeah, I have like one of the best nutritionists in the world is like, you know, put her stamp of approval on, you know, the philosophy behind my cleanse. But um, but and and seasonally, you know, and I love I love for people to go get all the produce at the farmer's market. You can obviously buy the juices because making juice and then making a raw vegan dinner is pretty intensive. But you can buy the juices for the juice part and then make the recipes are so simple for the night. Four or five ingredients only. You can get them all at the farmer's market. It's seasonal. Okay. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's four seasons of the cleanse, and I recommend doing a cleanse seasonally mm-hmm. um, just as that little jump start that you need every season to kind of detox and kind of get back on a healthier food path. I uh-huh. love it. Where can people get that book? Amazon's the easiest place. Yep. Um, Daily Greens Four Day Cleanse. You can also get it on our website, drinkdailygreens.com. It's, you can usually find it all the Barnes & Noble stores across the land. Awesome. Uh, obviously, you, because you lived it, um, you support uh, the fight against breast cancer. How how do you do that, and what does that look like? Yeah, from day one, I knew that if we were, if I was going to do something, you know, produce something, that I needed to make sure that we stay true to my roots. And 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 how we got here was, you know, my breast cancer story. Right. That, that's how we, that's how we ended up here. And so I d- I wanted to make sure that I didn't forget that ever. And so the organization that really was. Um, very beneficial and helpful to me it was called the Young Survivor Coalition. Okay. My sister and I used to go to these big big conferences because we were very young. And Young Survivor Coalition is the only national, international organization that is focused solely on the needs of young women going through breast cancer. And your needs are quite different. Um, you know, I had a one-year-old. My sister hadn't even had kids. You know, we were in the middle of our career. So how do you work and do chemotherapy at the same time? Right. These are issues that younger women struggle with that are a little more unique to what an older woman might go through, you know, going through a battle with breast cancer. So um, this organization was incredibly helpful. You know, I couldn't describe the first time I walked into a conference with 600, 600 other women my age, right? Yeah. Connection. Yeah, right. such a connection. So we've partnered with the Young Survivor Coalition on a national basis. Their footprint matches our footprint. And our big month is October. And so we do a fun campaign in October. We turn the website pink. Yeah. And um, we put neck hangers on all the bottles at retail. And so when you buy a bottle, you can get a dollar off for yourself. And then we will match that with a dollar donation to the Young Survivor Coalition. That's very good. And it raises a lot of money in the month of October. And then we partner with them year-round on all of their their various ways of raising money. So it's a, it's a great partnership for us. Yeah. You got to feel good about it to, to live through that fight and to learn from it and then to turn it into something and a business and a book and everything that sort of helps that uh, others connect with this has got to be uh, so rewarding. Yeah. It's really amazing. I got a question for you on the entrepreneurship side. Is it, as you look back on it now, at least at this point, is it, was it harder to become a lawyer or harder to start a brand? 
I think harder to start a brand. <laughs> there's there's sort of a, a, a path laid out for you to become a lawyer right. uh-huh. that's tried and true. How you start a brand, there's not really a yeah. textbook that you can go and read. You sort of just have to trial and error it and go with your gut and right. not be afraid to fail. And if you do fail, retrench and quickly try something new. Yeah, I love it. Uh, fast forward to today. You're a national brand. You're successful. If you go back in time and kind of whisper in your own ear in a non-creepy way, what would you say to yourself? <laughs> yeah, what's the when advice you, when you're starting you give the brand, to yourself? Like, what, what could you go back and say? Um, I think I would say, you know, this is going to be really hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> but keep up the faith because the it will also be the most rewarding thing that you ever do. Yeah, right. I love it. Look. We're running out of time, but how awesome has this been? Mm -hmm. And if I could offer a personal note, I mentioned to Sean on the way in, I'm on Facebook with you, and there's there's nothing that makes me happier or more motivating than when I see your posts about your adventures and your trips (laughs) and just uh, particularly and your your beautiful son, I guess I should say handsome son. So if you listen to this, he's not offended. (laughs) Any adjective is fine. That's right. But just out there living life, right? So a cancer survivor, lawyer, entrepreneur, author, and mother. This has been an amazing yeah, visit. Thank you so yeah. much for coming. Thank you for being on our show today. And for and, the juices. And thank you for the juices. <laughs> Thanks for having great. me. Oh, awesome. <laughs> hey, it's time for another break. If you have any questions for us at The Natural Underground, please send it to info at newbranduniversity.com. When we come back, we're going to visit with the author, the singer-songwriter of that music you hear on all our uh, bump uh, in and out of uh, each segment. Elizabeth Wills coming up on The Natural Underground. I can close my eyes and be in Big Ben. I'm sitting next to you. Welcome back to The Natural Underground. If you listen to this show, you know how much we love the music of Elizabeth Wills. Yes. Mm-hmm. As I've mentioned before, many of our listeners have listened to music, Elizabeth's music from previous ACLs or South by Southwest festivals. Her music is incredible. We're all addicted here at The Natural Underground. And joining us by phone today is Elizabeth Wills. Elizabeth, welcome. Hey, everybody. Hey, it's good to have you How back are you? on. <laughs> I'm great. How are you guys doing? You're our favorite and only reoccurring guest. <laughs> <laughs> the Pie Hole songs my, are favorite. Yeah. This is my favorite show. I, I, is it also your only show? Thanks for lying on the show. No, she's on all kinds of interviews on a regular basis. We, on the other hand, are not. Uh, so it's funny, your song, your little uh, part where you give us a jingle of what are you putting in your pie hole? I've had four people <laughs> approach me. It is. Some, yeah. yeah, it sounds like it was recorded in a soup can, but it was... Uh, yeah. You need a, we need to get you in the studio. One time Ryan one did this weird thing where he sang along, and just but just the whole part. He went, da-da-da, you're singing, and then he goes... Oh, <laughs> my whole right on. Yeah. <laughs> a little harmony. <laughs> so when we, we talked to you last, you were about to launch a new album. So yes. w- what happened? How did it go? Tell us about it. It went great. Um, uh, we released it um, at the end of May. Cool. Officially um, Memorial Day weekend at the Kerrville Folk Festival, and it went really well. And um, we have gotten great press and great coverage and Good reviews so far. Nobody's hated it, so <laughs> that, that, I, that that seems not. Well, that's a low standard, uh, low I bar. Think. Well, yeah, when you and, and we've said this before, and I want to just shower you with uh, uh, compliments. 
Why is she? Uh, I'm glad I know, you didn't that, that stop s- right there. It sounded weird. <laughs> I want to shower you. <laughs> we just want to shower you. We want to shower you with com- uh, compliments. You can smell me now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's right. That that's, might be the name that, of your next yeah, album. Yeah, I was about to say. Shower me with compliments. And then the title track, If You Could Smell Me Now. Yeah. Yes. I don't know where this interview is even going anymore. I we're like just, it. We've lost it. Um, we're, in a moment, we're going to uh, play a song, but I got to tell people, I'm sure they all know somebody who is a, who's a singer-songwriter. That's great. This music will blow your mind. And we're going to play a, a big chunk of one of the, your new songs in a moment. Um, so we're looking forward to that. But tell us about the song that we're about to hear. Um, Love Come Down is um, a song that I wrote. Uh, I, I actually wrote it when I was still living in Austin. Um, it's one of the older songs on the album. It's about three years old. Uh, you know, I just felt like, um, kind of like now, the, the climate was a little bit seeming um, a little dicey. A lot of tension. A lot of tension in the world. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I'm afraid to watch yeah. the news anymore. I literally yeah. oh my uh, gosh. stare at trees. I know it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I wanted to talk about, um, um, you know, how, how important love is. But, you know, i got to say something. I've, I've, a friend of mine's mother passed away last week, and she was a music lover and a big fan of my music which was really wonderful and she was a really neat person and they actually played that song at her service and she when she heard that song her perspective on it was from a mother's perspective to her children and so i i love how things you know no matter how what i write my intention is when i write the song um when everybody listens to it they take their own interpretation of it and what it means to them. So while I may have written it about, you know, um, you know, love in a different form, uh, it translated for this person into a different kind, but it's all the same, you know, it's all, that's what I love about music and that's what I love about writing and songwriting is, you know, that happens all the time. That versatility and application, the way you end up hearing something mm-hmm. and applying it to what you're battling in your own life. Yeah. We, we yeah. wanted you on too, because uh, so, so many of these songs are, are really anthems in a way uh, to your point about love. We had a, um, our guest today uh, on the brand side was the uh, CEO and founder of daily greens, but she talks about a long, you know, intense battle with breast cancer uh, that she that her sister with her, had at the same, at the same time. time. And, wow. and it's just interesting and, you know, the uh, concern for her son and love for her family sure. and all that stuff. So uh, we've got a little theme working, I think. Uh, we have uh, all the feelings uh, well, today. For the show, yeah, we really <laughs> do. And that's that's awesome. Um, we're going to play the song. So give it a little okay. bit of a listen and, and we'll go from there. Cool.
That is so good, oh, Elizabeth. Thanks. That is just absolutely fantastic. So I read online that um, it said that your piano was your first instrument and you were yeah. playing piano on this album, right? Yeah, it was fun. Um, <laughs> I've, I've played I've played piano on some recordings, but never, um, never on a full album. And geez, the last time I did that was, I think I recorded it when I did a Sutton Mountain Ocean Way in California back in like '99. So I um I got to do piano on this record, and and I actually wrote some of the songs on the piano uh, for this album, which is um, something I haven't done in a really long time, and never before for an album. So it was um, it was fun. Do you think that made it sound different? Like the whole sound of the album's kind of yeah. I do. I think it, I think it um it was a lot more intimate and. Um, uh, I think I can get more of the feels, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so many feels. <laughs> yes. It's great. <laughs> okay, Elizabeth, uh, what, what's next for you? Are you enjoying the album release? Are you sitting back? Or yeah. are you already uh, having our album in the works? All the above. Um, <laughs> I've, we've done, you know, CD release shows that were, um, they've been really successful so far. And, you know, in fact, that song, uh, it's funny, we did a CD release show uh, last month, and there were, I don't know, there were probably 250 people there or something like that, and um, they already knew the words to that song, so that's always a good gauge. Oh, it's got to be so fun. Yeah, that's really cool yeah, that was, 
that was pretty, um, I was surprised, but pleasantly so. But it's been getting airplay across the country um, on different, you know, uh, public radio and other, um, you know, indie stations. The cool stations, the cool stations. Some major stations. Yeah. Um, So that's, it's been going well. The the press out in front of it has been good. My publicist there in Austin, actually, McGuckin, they've done a really good job. Um, Shout out to them. And uh, so it's been it's been good. We're um, you know we probably have about six months left of performing with the album. Um, probably will culminate with the the show that I do on Elizabeth Will's Day down in the Grange in, in January. That'll probably be the last um, big CD release show. I want a day record. so bad in my. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to convince. Do you have a key my, to the city? Yeah, I was born in Chicago. I don't yeah. think I'm going to convince them to do anything. No, <laughs> I won't so recognize it. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, we really bet. appreciate Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah. you. We really appreciate you letting us use your music to bump the show. It classes the join up way more than it really should. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, if you want to know oh, more about Elizabeth Will's music, you can visit uh, elizabethwill.com or better yet, download a song from iTunes. Yeah, and it's Elizabeth Wills with an S, right? Okay, com. yeah, it's, it's Elizabeth my Will on there. I, I, I wrote that down wrong. I think it's yeah. ElizabethWills.com. Check <laughs> yeah, that out. There, man. Yeah, yeah, my who bad. Knows Elizabeth Will. That's a whole other person. Like, well, that's strange. Her last name is Wills. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was possessive. Definitely do- uh, download a song from iTunes. You guys are going to be happy if you do it. All right? Thanks. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, guys. Well, that wraps up this week's The National Underground, brought to you by New Brand University and the Touch Agency, offering integrated brand building to over 100 brands in the natural channel. If you have any questions or comments on today's show, or if you want to get your own brand off up off the ground, please email us at info at newbrainuniversity.com. We would love to hear from you. Also, follow us on Facebook, The Natural Underground. That's the show for the week. I would like to thank our guests. We had Shauna Martin from Daily Greens. We had Elizabeth Wills and her beautiful music. Mm-hmm. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Natural Underground. Mm-hmm.